So many folks going through so many difficult things. You and I have no idea. The devil, the world tries to convince them that what they're going through is proof that God doesn't love them. But over and over again, God uses these situations to prove to us how much he does love us. Why don't you take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter number two, and uh, y'all get used to this passage of scripture over the next two weeks, as uh, we will uh, uh, look at it uh, next week as well, and uh, anyhow, uh, I got to get a piece of candy out of my mouth, but uh, as we near Christmas, this time of the year, of course, not this past Wednesday night, but the Wednesday night before we were reading from this with the children, and uh, we're going to be back in this, and uh, the Lord has uh, this whole time, you know, Christmas time and everything else, the Lord has had this uh, 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 thought of the lamb on my mind, and uh, you know, I preached not long ago about the lamb uh, and the lion, and we talked about that, and Jesus uh, coming as a lamb. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hit that again uh, today in a in a capacity uh, different, maybe a little bit, and uh, get a little bit more insight uh, from this passage of scripture. But uh, anyhow, we're gonna look at Luke chapter number two. If you're there, I want you to say Amen. amen. All right, and uh, we'll be reading from there uh, here shortly. And uh, I have some things that uh, I'd like to show you in Scripture, if we can. Uh, but uh, in, in the Bible, uh, we have the prophecy of Jesus coming uh, in Bethlehem. Uh, I'll begin reading. You stay in Luke chapter number 2. I'm going to read from Micah. Uh, chapter number five, as it talks about uh, the birth of a king. It says in verse number one of Micah five, now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. He hath laid siege against us. They shall smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee, Shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. And so uh, this prophecy begins in Micah uh, around 722 uh, B.C., so about 722 years before the first advent or before uh, uh, Christ's birth in Bethlehem, Micah, he gives us a prophecy that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the King over Israel, the Messiah, all right, the anointed one, would be born in Bethlehem. So we go over to Luke chapter number two, and we might as well read a little bit. It says in verse number one, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. 
And uh, things were different back in biblical times, of course. And uh, back in these times, uh, they went to their origin of where they came from. And this is where this census and this tax would be taken from. Uh, it's something like to the thought of uh, the Passover. Many of us remember the Passover, how all of them would congregate and come to Jerusalem uh, to celebrate the Passover, all right? Uh, they didn't do it in their own home and different things like that, although I'm sure there was some of that that went on. Uh, uh, this was something that was decreed, and so Mary and Joseph, and of course we know the story of them, they go to their city. The city of Joseph's was Bethlehem, all right? Uh, Joseph was in the lineage, all right, uh, of the, matter of fact, on his side of the family would have been what goes back as kingship or, or through David. Uh, Mary, however, of course we know she was a virgin and was given birth as a virgin and they were not yet married and so, uh, but they were traveling together and they went back to Bethlehem. The Bible says on verse number four, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Now this was a, a reference to Joseph. And once again, even though Joseph was not the uh, 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 father of Jesus, so to speak, uh, biologically, he still, as his adopted uh, uh, father or as uh, the adoptee, uh, his lineage ran back through David. And so therefore there was no argument. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Uh, there was no argument to Jesus's uh, claim to David's throne. All right, because uh, whether you go back to his true lineage, which was deity, which was God, all right, or whether you go back through Joseph, both of those went back to David. And, and the Bible uh, prophesies that Jesus would sit on the throne of his father, David. And that's where that all comes in to play. All right. Now, as we move through, the Bible says this, uh, he, he went, uh, he was of that lineage of David, verse number five, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. I'm going to stop right there and say this. Uh, uh, she was a virgin for the firstborn. Is everybody all right? Uh, and uh, uh, there's, some, there's some religious teaching uh, that Mary was a perpetual virgin. She was not, all right? Uh, she was a virgin for the firstborn. Uh, Jesus wasn't the only child that Mary had though, all right? And so Jesus had brethren and they came to be about just as normal as anybody else having children, all right? So I uh, just wanted to point that out because there are some religions that preach and teach that Mary was a perpetual virgin and, uh, and that is not the truth at all, all right? His birth was supernatural. The rest of his brothers, the rest of his family, uh, they come to be just like anybody else in your family family, all right? So she brought forth her firstborn son, now get this, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And uh, this was just pieces of cloth, and this was uh, done in a manner uh, uh, that I'm sure you ladies understand, and swaddling the baby, and wrapping the baby, and, and basically you're, you're basically, uh, what do they call it, Michelle? 
where did my wife go? She done went out and smoked a cigarette. What do they call it when, when they uh, 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 take the baby and they wrap him up tight? Ladies, I need some help. Is it swaddling? It's literally that. All right. Y'all, some of y'all looking at me like, you're crazy. What you talking about swaddling? Well, listen, some of you women need to get with the times. Is everybody all right? Uh, but they do this because it takes the baby. Is everybody right? You've just taken the baby out of the womb and now you're wrapping that baby tightly where the baby feels comfort. Right? And then they put it up there with the mama, lay it on the mama, sorry, lay it on the mama's chest or whatever. And that, and that way it's that skin, that touch and, and all of those things to comfort that child. It was no different 2,000 years ago. Some of y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. And some of y'all are older that's looking at me like I'm crazy, all right? Let me just go ahead and help you. You're crazy. Good night. Boy, I tell you what, it's a rough crowd this morning, all right? I thought I was right, and then y'all just confirmed that I'm right, but some of y'all are looking around like I don't know what I'm talking about, and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I, I do know what I read, and I do know what I studied it out, and, and the swaddling it in a new thing. Is everybody right? But they did this, and they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Now, that's important, all right? We're going to come back to that. The Bible says, and laid him in a manger, all right? That was different. That was different. So a manger wasn't what you and I would think of, all right, and the nativity scene. We get the little nativity scene, and you see the little wooden black man. It looks so good. Somebody took their time making this little old uh, uh, cradle for this baby. And, man, we got the hay laid just right, and everybody all right? But if you ever go with me to Israel, you'll find out that a manger is a piece of stone. That's got a, a canoe carved in it. Is everybody all right? It wasn't one of those things like baby Jesus wasn't laid on a mattress. Is everybody all right? And uh, I, he wasn't laid in there with one of them things going around over him going, da -da 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 -da, right? And so when, when you see this, they laid him in a manger. You need to understand what a manger was. It wasn't a crib. It wasn't a cradle. It wasn't what we see in a nativity scene. It was literally what you would find in a barn. It's what you would find in a place where there were livestock because it was, a, it, was a, 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 it was something that was used to feed the animals. All right? Now, that's important. Is everybody all right? Uh, for, at least for this morning. All right? That's important. Uh, so it, it's not, I don't want you to get the idea that, that this was, a, a, you know, a, a perfect little a, a nursery setting and all of that. Uh, basically, we know that there was no room in the inn, and so they ended up in a, in a, basically in a barn or in a stable, and this was all they had to lay him in, and so this is where they laid him at, all right? So let's continue on with our reading. The Bible says, and they laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to, I need everybody to help me right here, all people. Hallelujah. All right. The Bible says uh, uh, that it's going to be to all people. The Bible says in verse number 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, all right? So uh, if, we're, if we're asking Siri right here, we're asking Google Maps, the angels give some details about where Jesus would be found. Now, these shepherds, if you can picture this, 
They're not in the town. They're not in the, the, the area of Bethlehem. They're in the area of Bethlehem, but they're not in the city of Bethlehem at this time. Uh, uh, they're on the outskirts in the country. These uh, shepherds would keep their flocks and they would stay with their flocks all night long. And so here they are out in the middle of the fields and out away from the city. And the angels come to them out into this field, which by the way, they were the first that got the announcement of Jesus' birth. Amen. Is everybody all right? I'm going to walk over here and uh, I'm going to let it sink in. I want you to hear it. They were the first ones to receive the announcement of a birth. All right. Uh, It wasn't a king. All right. The king didn't find out about it until the wise man came. The wise man come and they said, hey, uh, uh, where's this king of Israel? I said, man, what you talking about? Uh, uh, He said, it's been prophesied that he would be born in Bethlehem. We seek the child. And just so everybody knows, the wise man didn't show up at the stable. Is everybody all right? Uh, man, we got so many things. We've, we've heard so many Christmas stories and we've heard so many things. We think that there was three wise men. The truth is we don't know how many there was. They traveled in caravan, caravans. There could have been hundreds of them. There was three gifts. But we don't know how many wise men there were. And, uh, of course, our, our nativity scenes show this perfect little setting and this perfect little crib made and uh, cradle made and this perfect little setting and then three men standing there and kings and they're standing there with gifts to bear and all these other things. But the truth is is that these wise men were, uh, they had their origins all the way back from Daniel. You go all the way back to Daniel and the Magi, Daniel, they studied the Bible. Daniel has more prophecies in the, in the Bible than... Uh, uh, just about any, not, not, not more than any. As we know, Isaiah has uh, probably more prophecies uh, uh, mentioned in it than any other book. But Daniel, uh, uh, man, he was a study of the Word. And Daniel prophesied of the Word. And so these guys were from that lineage, from that, that mold, if you will. And so when they came, they knew the Scripture and they knew the time of Jesus' birth. And they had the sign of the birth uh, being the star over Bethlehem. Let me say this, uh, there was no star over uh, this stable when the shepherd showed up. Is everybody all right? Uh, The star was to guide, all right, the the wise men. Uh, But the the shepherds had a word from the angels. Is everybody all right? And that starts right here. They were told to go to uh, the city of David uh, uh, or, or go to Bethlehem. And there they would find a baby born, all right? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Verse number 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. All right? Now, for most of us, we sit there. I know I have in the past and wondered, okay, thousands of people are coming into town, and they got to go figure out which baby is who, right? But what we, what we don't understand, what I've already explained to you, was the angels gave them directions that they knew, that they understood, all right? That they could, they understood and they couldn't relate to. If everybody with me, I want you to stay with me now. I, I want you to stay with me. 
He gave them directions that seemed very vague. But the directions that he gave was very direct. The directions as far as we were concerned, right? It'd be like, how many of y'all know, how many of y'all has ever been told, uh, uh, um, here we go, here we go, your wife's at a boutique. Is everybody with me? And you're trying to meet with her. Stay with me. And you say, baby, tell me how to get to this place. And she says, well, you go down this street. You know what? I, I don't know. And you say, tell me something close that I know. And they say, hey, it's right by T3. Amen. Is everybody all right? That's that, we know that, right? You and I know, we know. Somebody else might know it, not know it. Some of you ladies might be, what is T3? I see the look on some of your faces. What is T3? Some of the guys are sitting there going, what's a boutique? Can I get a witness? I've heard of them. That's all I've ever done. I've heard of them. But I, 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 I don't go to no boutiques, all right? But my point is, is that sometimes, all right, we have, uh, uh, you, you, you have landmarks, and then you have man marks. I need somebody to help me, right? And now you understand what I'm saying. There's some things that make sense to a man. If you tell me, hey, it's next to the Bass Pro, I can find it. All right. If you tell me it's next to Academy, I can find it. All right. You tell me it's next to Buffalo Wild Wings, I can find it. Might not be you, but I can find it. All right. If you tell me it's next to this or that, or Longhorns, or I can find it. Well, those are called man marks. All right. And so the point I'm trying to make is that a man understands those things, whereas a woman may not. These shepherds, they understood these things, though most people wouldn't. All right. And so when they get this thing and says, hey, you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Ding, 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 ding. They knew where to find this child. Stay with me. The Bible says this. It says in verse number uh, 13. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, lo, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. They didn't say, hey, let us go see if we can find this thing. Is everybody, is everybody all right? Are y'all getting this? Have y'all ever read it like this? Yeah, probably not. But they're saying, hey, let's go see what he's talking about. Because we know where he's talking about. And say, let's go see if we can find this thing. Let's go see. Let's go search all of Bethlehem and see what we can come up with. All right. They knew where they were going. The Bible says, and it came to pass, or where are we at right now? Verse number, uh, somebody help me. Verse number 16. And they came with haste and found Mary. Is everybody all right? It was quick. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told unto them concerning this child. 
And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I want you to look with me just for a few minutes. I'll try to get through this very quickly. But I, I, I want you to know these, this, that God, God came to the shepherds first for a specific reason. He didn't come to them just so uh, we'd have a good story in the Bible about a shepherd. He didn't come to them just so we could have a good nativity scene all throughout history that included some shepherds. He didn't come to them just so uh, we could have... God was very specific in the way that he did things. How many of you agree with that? How many of you know that? And so God was... Nothing is wasted in the Bible. Everybody say that with me. Everybody say that with me. Nothing is wasted in the Bible. God didn't just throw something in there just to say, hey, I think I'll put this right here and see how they like it. Or I think I'll throw this over here. It doesn't have any significance whatsoever, but I'm just going to throw it over here to the side and, uh, and just see, you know, it's just one of them things. It ain't nothing, ain't nothing to it. But the truth is, is that God is very meticulous. And God is teaching us something in everything. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that God's trying to show us something in every word that's in that Bible and there's not one word that God breathed of that Bible that does not have significance? And so as we look at this passage of Scripture, I want you to notice first off the prophecy of a lamb. And a prophecy of a lamb. The Bible tells us, and we've already read it back in Micah chapter number 5 and in verse number 2, that there would be a Savior that would be born, and that Savior, that King that would be born, would be born in Bethlehem. But Micah tells us some other things as well. Micah gives us that location being uh, Bethlehem, but Micah also tells us a little bit about it uh, in chapter number 4. In chapter number 4, Micah uh, says this, And thou, verse number 8 is what I'm in in chapter number 4 of Micah, it says, And thou, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion. Is everybody getting this? Amen. Go to Micah 4, 8. There we go. O tower of the Y'all got to help me now. Y'all got to help me. Oh, tower of the... This was a specific location that was, all right, related to the lambs. Do you get that? This wasn't a tower of the garden. This wasn't a tower of the city. This wasn't a tower of the, of, of, of the, of the kingdom. This was a tower of the... Help me flock. This was a specific location. <clears throat> all right. We could take this all the way back <clears throat> to Genesis. In Genesis chapter number 35, when Jacob comes back, he comes back with Rachel and he comes back to this tower of the flock. It's an important piece of history. Is everybody all right? We're told in Genesis that this tower of the flock is in Bethlehem. And so, y'all, I hope you're getting it. This prophecy was of a lamb that was to come. A tower in the tower 
of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, which is a reference to Judah, which is a reference to, to Jerusalem. It's near, by the way, Bethlehem's close to Jerusalem, all right, two miles from it, okay? And so, and unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion, the kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. And so we get a little bit of insight about a lamb through Micah that would come. This lamb would come and this lamb would be born in Bethlehem. And we're given the location of it. Old tower of the flock. It was an actual tower. It was a tower that was used. It was a tower that was used in Bethlehem. Matter of fact, from the reading and the studying that I'd done on it, in Bethlehem was the area near Jerusalem that the sacrificial lambs, all right, they were born, they were bred, and they were raised at. This tower of, a, of the flock was a a place where they were protected. It was a place where they were watched out for. It was a place that the, the priest and the high priest would come and select from the flock that which was perfect, unmarred, and suitable for sacrifice. And so when Micah gives a prophecy 720 years before Bethlehem, he's also giving a specific location as to where this child and where this lamb would be born. So when Jesus or when God sends the angels to the shepherds in the fields round about Bethlehem, and tells them about swaddling clothes and a manger. Ding, ding, ding. Ain't a man mark, it's a shepherd mark. Is everybody with me? They, didn't, they knew exactly where to go. And so we see, uh, we see the location, the prophecy of the Lamb is location and the legacy. Uh, these, these, this tower of the flock, this location which Genesis tells us the tower of the flock is located in Bethlehem, even though this doesn't spell it out for us. In, in uh, uh, Genesis, we are told about this tower of the flock, Migdal Adar, and it is, we are told that it is in Bethlehem. All right. And so uh, they are told the location of it. But here's what made it cool. There was a legacy to it because here's what happens. The, the shepherds, because of these animals, these these lambs, these sacrificial lambs, because of their need to be perfect, to be pure, to be spotless, to be unharmed. Right. They had to have special care. And from what I read, they would take these lambs and they would breed them. When they bred these lambs, they would bring the ewes inside this tower to give birth. And when the lamb gave, when they gave birth to this lamb, they would wrap the lamb to keep the lamb from being injured. I need somebody to help me. I'm about to, about to run a lap. I've seen people, man, I was studying this thing out because I was scared. I'm always scared when I hear stuff like this. Like, is it the truth? 
So I go and I went to looking and everything else and, and there's people out there that debunks it and there's people out there that say you ain't no proof of it or anything else. And in the Bible, there's no, we, we don't have anything. But if you go to other places and you look at other, uh, like the, uh, uh, some of these, uh, uh, the rabbis and their writings and stuff, it kind of correlates like it lets us know how things were done back there that the Bible doesn't specifically say. Is everybody all right? And so when the shepherds are told that there is a babe that's wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger, they're like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we know where that is. And Micah had told us all along right where it was going to be. Ain't that something? Boy, we miss all kind of stuff, don't we? And so these shepherds, they weren't just saying, you know what, we're going to go over to Bethlehem. I want you to take them, them houses on the right. I'm going to take them houses on the left. I'm going to get you. will go right down the middle right here. And if you find anything, holler out or send up a smoke signal or something and let us know. Make a phone call. Is everybody all right? No. The Bible says they came in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby just like the angel said. Guess where they ran to? The tower of the flock. The tower of the flock. They ran right to it because, hey, there was a prophecy. There was a prophecy that there would be a, a king born, a, a savior born in this location. And then the angels say, there's a babe and he is wrapped in swaddling clothes. That sounds familiar. And he's laying in a manger. Who lays a baby in a manger? I need somebody to help me. See, our, our, our thought is everybody thinks everybody had a manger inside their house. Is everybody all right? You got a feed trough in your house? You got a watering hole in your house? I mean, I know we do, but I mean, I, come on now, let's just be honest. I know some of y'all treat your animals like they're your youngins or something like that, but I, I hope ain't none of y'all got pigs and, and, and all, which they wouldn't have been no pigs in this anyhow, but I hope ain't none of you got animals running around in your house other than your dog and some dumb cats you got. I know I might lose some members over that, but you ought not have a cat. They're devilish. They're absolutely evil. Is everybody all right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't get mad about it, all right? I know you're mad right now, but you're missing out on the service. So anyhow, stay with me, all right? So as we look at this this morning, I, I, I want you to know that God didn't just, God didn't just give us uh, uh, some, some random directions in the Bible. He knew what would come. And, and, and here, Micah prophesied 722 years ago uh, uh, before his arrival that Jesus would be born and that uh, where he would be born and that he would come to be our peace. Bethlehem is important. Bethlehem uh, uh, may be little in size, but not in significance, right? Because as we look at Bethlehem, we realize that there were some things that took place in Bethlehem. I've already mentioned that Rachel uh, uh, was in Bethlehem. She died in Bethlehem, as a matter of fact, when she was giving birth to Benjamin. How many of you remember that? And she named the child Sorrow, all right? Uh, Sorrow. And the Bible says that uh, uh, the name was given to him of Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. I need somebody to help me right here. That doesn't sound very significant to us, but they were foretelling all the way back in Genesis 
from sorrow would come a son on the right hand. I'm going to walk over here and say it until you understand it. In Bethlehem, from sorrow would come a son on the right hand. And you and I know that Jesus, in his sorrow on the cross, ended up at the right hand of the Father. And so, though she may be little, and though it may be old little town of Bethlehem, she wasn't so little. Matter of fact, Ruth, the story of redemption, guess where it centers? Bethlehem. Bethlehem, when a kinsman redeemer would come and buy a Gentile bride. Man, somebody need to help me. Where a, a kinsman redeemer would come and would purchase a Gentile bride. This is what this all happened in Bethlehem. God didn't spare us any. He didn't just throw it in there and think, oh man, they won't catch it. They won't. Man, it's, a, it's for us to study out and for us to understand. God give us Bethlehem so that we would know that a kinsman redeemer uh, 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 the God born in a manger or God born uh, uh, to a virgin laid in a manger became a man lived a perfect and sinless life he came from Bethlehem and he redeemed us through his blood it's where David was born <laughs> it's where David was anointed to be king I need y'all better help me not only did a lamb come from Bethlehem, not only do we see uh, from sorrow comes the strength or uh, the son of my right hand, uh, son of my right hand, but then we see the redeemer, a kinsman redeemer comes from Bethlehem, but now we see the greatest king, that earthly king that we've ever witnessed or we've ever read about. He came from Bethlehem. He was anointed in Bethlehem. God was showing us some things about Bethlehem. David, he, want, he longed for and he desired a drink of water from the well in Bethlehem. <laughs> Jesus sat by a well and he said, I am the living water. When you drink of me, you'll thirst no more. He came from Bethlehem. Is everybody all right? It was small, but God showed us some great things. Out of Bethlehem. We see the prophecy of the Lamb. We see the preface of the Lamb. We see the arrangements. Uh, we see uh, the arrangements. They couldn't stay at the end. And so they ended up having to stay. <laughs> and what I truly believe was the tower of the flock. Migdal Idar. Because of scripture and because of prophecy and because of Micah's prophecy. I believe that we can very well tell exactly where Jesus was born. And so the arrangements that were made, the announcement that was made out in the field, we read about it as they came and they told the shepherds and the assessment that the shepherds made, we can find this babe if we go to the place where all the other sacrificial lambs are born, where all the other sacrificial lambs are wrapped in swaddling clothes, where all the sacrificial lambs, are y'all getting what I'm getting? Are y'all throwing, y'all picking up what I'm throwing down? This wasn't just a babe that was born. This was the Lamb of God that was born. <laughs> and God came to a shepherd 
to let them know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, before God came to a king and said he'll sit on the throne, God came to a shepherd and said he is the lamb, the perfect lamb, the lamb of God. We see the presentation of the lamb. Is everybody all right? Everybody, is everybody okay? So the presentation of the Lamb, man, as I got going through Scripture, and some of y'all know some of these things, especially if you've been in the college, but some of you may not know these things. As we go through, not only we see the preface of the Lamb, which is basically His introduction, His, 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 his manifestation, and that takes place in that manger or in that tower of the flock and there at the manger, but the presenta- presentation of the Lamb. How many of you knew this, that Jesus never wasted an entrance into Jerusalem? So y'all don't. That's what I love. Some of y'all done checked out like, I don't need any of this. I know everything there is to know about Christmas. And man, I've done already throwing stuff in your lap you can't even handle. Is everybody all right? And there's more to come. You just won't pay attention. You wonder why you ain't getting fed because you ain't picked up the fork. (laughs) The presentation of the Lamb. Jesus never wasted an entrance. Do you know what what gate Jesus used when he came to Jerusalem? The sheep gate. There's 12 gates of the city of Jerusalem. When Jesus came, y'all remember the, y'all, do, y'all, do y'all, remember the, y'all remember the man that was laying by the pool of Bethesda? Yeah. The pool of Bethesda is located near the sheep gate. So when Jesus came into the city, he came into the sheep gate and found a man. Y'all don't know what a sheep gate is, do you? Let me tell you what a sheep gate is. The sheep gate is where all the sacrificial lambs were brought into the city of Jerusalem. They didn't just come in and walk through the streets of the city of Jerusalem. They didn't just come in and come sit at the restaurant with you at the city of Jerusalem like some of y'all try to do your dogs. Is everybody all right? (laughs) Keep your dog out of the restaurant. Ain't nobody wants your dog hair all over their food. Is everybody okay? Well, my dog's an emotional support dog. Well, get you a takeout and take it to the house and be emotionally supported at your house and so I don't have to eat. I need somebody to help me. We went, to, we went somewhere and ate the other night. Hey, listen, I got a reason for it. Michelle, Michelle backed me up. We went to a location the other day, and we ate, and this woman had her little dog right there by the table. She gets up, she leaves, and they put me at the table. I walk over there, and the first thing I do, I pull back the chair, and I look over in the other chair, and there's dog pee all in it. Everybody all right? Oh, I know, your little dog don't ever pee nowhere. Man, he's just so precious and so... Man, that dog ain't got no business in my restaurant. Is everybody all right? I know I'm going to lose some members over it, but you need to leave. You can go take your dog and y'all can go have church and he'll preach to you, all right? I told that woman, I said, listen, you're going to have to clean up all that dog pee. She come over there, she said, yes, sir, I'm so sorry. I said, I, 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 everybody all right? Don't sit me out of... Some of y'all thought they just walked all these lambs right through the city. They're going to be like, hey, we like a party. For, we got a party of five and a lamb. <laughs> no, sir, your lamb don't belong here. Go to the sheep gate. When Jesus came through, he entered into the sheep gate. The place where the lamb. <laughs> the place where the lambs that were being offered for sacrifice would come into the city. Jesus did not waste an entrance. His, we see the presentation of the Lamb in His baptism. John the Baptist seen Jesus coming from afar and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God that cometh to take away the sins 
of the world, right? The signs, Jesus went to the gates. He never wasted an entrance at the gates. The gates he used, we see his triumphant entry. He didn't enter at the gate, the sheep gate on the triumphant entry. You know what gate he used? He used the eastern gate. You know why he used that gate? The golden gate. You know why he used it? Because that's why, that's where the Messiah's coming. His triumphant entry, he was letting them know who he was. Up until that point, he was trying to let them know that he was a Lamb of God. But right at the end, he let them know that he was the Messiah. He was the King. He was, when he sat up there and they said, Hosanna, when they said, blessed be the name of the Lord, when they said, blessed be he of David, when I, all that was going on, David knew, or, or Jesus, he was presenting himself as the King, as Messiah. Amen. But up until that point, he'd gone through the sheep gate as he entered in. This is good for me. It might not be for you. At us, we see his sanctification. We see his signs in his presentation. We see his supper. In the supper, he said, he let them know that he was the Passover lamb. <laughs> oh, my goodness, are y'all getting this? He let them know that when they took of this bread... And they broke it. It was his body that would hang on a cross. And as they partook of this bread, they were partaking of the Passover lamb. He let them know that that wine that they were to drink, it was his blood. Once again, it goes back to the Passover lamb and how they were to take that blood and to put it on the doorpost. We lets us know in the present day, Jesus presented himself as lamb. As the lamb and then his surrender, right? Isaiah chapter number 53 tells us that, that as, a, as a sheep led to her shearers, or as a sheep led to the slaughter, then both are used there, it says he opened not his mouth. He didn't fight a lamb. Mm. He gave us over and over again, he showed us that he was the Lamb. Amen. We see the passion of the Lamb. By passion I mean we see his, his cross, we see his crime. He was innocent, not guilty of anything. He was without blemish. He was without spot. Pilate said, behold the man. I find no fault in him. In John chapter number 19 and verse number 5. He was perfect in every way. From the beginning in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling clothes. Till he stood before Pilate. No sin found in him. No blemish, no mar. He was the perfect lamb. He was able to be our sacrifice. He was the only one that met the qualifications 
to be our sacrifice. Are y'all okay? Man's blood has been corrupt from the garden. The mold was broke in Bethlehem with the birth of a child from a virgin. Conceived by the Holy Ghost. The blood of God. Pure. Perfect. Running through his veins. Never having sinned. Never thought a bad thought. Never never had a motive that didn't line up in righteousness. Jesus, the Lamb of God, the passion of the Lamb, He went to a cross and He died for us. He cried from that cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He cried from that cross, it is finished. (laughs) And he gave up the ghost, the passion of the lamb. We see his crime, we see his cross, we see his cry, we see his consecration. When he died, it was finished. The veil rent from top to bottom. The veil, the Bible said, which is his body. Gave us access to God through his death. Oh, y'all need something. See, that kinsman redeemer. That man, God. I need somebody to help me. He was in all points man. He was in all points God. He was the Lamb of God, but he was God himself. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word, God, became flesh and dwelt among us. We see the passion of the Lamb. Lastly, the promise of the Lamb. We have a promise of a residence. We have a promise of a return. The Bible says this, in my Father's house, this is Jesus speaking, John chapter number 14, verse number 2. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so. I wouldn't lie to you. I would have told you. Listen, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm, There's a promise. I need somebody to help me. There's a promise. There's a promise that in this house is many mansions. Sometimes we get that all mixed up. Somebody will tell you that it ain't a mansion is what we would think is a place of abode. And, and, and it fits in scripture either way you read it, all right? You have your place of abode. I'm going to have me a big old mansion. Is everybody all right? But it's okay. It's all right. It does, it, it, it's not going to hurt my feelings what you believe. What I know, Brother Johnny, is that he's gone there to prepare a place for me. Now, my mansion might not be as big as yours, all right? My mansion might not be as pretty as yours, but as long as my mansion is there and I got somewhere, I need somebody to help me. I'm thinking we ain't going to spend a whole lot of time laying up in the crib. That's right. Come on. 
I don't think we're going to spend a whole lot of time hanging around the TV. Is everybody all right? Hey, I, I believe that whether we got a mansion or whether we don't, whatever matters is we're going to be with him. Why? Because he's going to prepare a place for us that are saved. It's a promise from him. But there's a promise of return. Look at verse number three. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself. Whoop. That where I am. Hey, <laughs> I, I need somebody to help me. There ye may be also. Come on now. Hey. A promise. That's right. Of the Lamb. There's a place prepared for me. There's a promise that he's coming back to get me. A residence and a return. Promised by the Lamb. That's right. This morning, I hope, I don't care if you liked it or not, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm, t- I'm not saying that to be mean. Man, I have enjoyed this. Yeah, I've enjoyed reading Good. about it. <laughs> I love it when God gives us something new. Yeah, you may have known it. I love it. It's still, still fresh, so fresh. Yep. You've been somewhere, and you've been there a hundred times, but that one time, man, you just go there, and it's like, a, thankful this season for a lamb. Amen. From his birth, from his prophecy to his birth, from his walk, from his life, from his cross. From his promise. A lamb. He didn't come with all authority, although he had all authority. He told the disciples, he said, All power is given unto me. He performed miracles, raised the dead, walked on the water, caused the blind to see, the the, the dumb to speak, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, <laughs> the withered hands to regenerate, the lamb. From the Old Testament to the cross, the lamb. And I got a feeling the Bible tells us about his skin being as jasper and sardis. I, I believe when we get there, we're going to see him, brother. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> Not only as a king, yeah. but we're going to see him as the lamb. That's right. One that was offered for you and me. Amen. One that died on the cross. So that you and I could go free. Yeah. Thank you. Lamb. How many of you find a place around the altar? Thank God for a lamb. Thank God for a fresh breath this morning.